Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Blob sucking up the Buick. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Barb Hardly. And I'm also a senior reporter, producer for Decider.com. And say hello to the Tony to my Webster at this sleepover. Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Hello Barb. Welcome Hi. to welcome to my home. Welcome to another room in my home. We're in my we're in the uh, the den because Ooh. the air conditioning broke, and it's the coolest room. Um, but we're we are in, sleepover. Yeah, we're in uh, my. This is my same room that I always record in, except I'm on the floor. Ooh, <laughs> is it the sleepover? Uh, you know, it's a sleepover. Um, I am wearing some very nice. Green pajamas that I got for Christmas. Yes, and I'm wearing a. Uh, oh my god, is this a camisole? It's like a blue satin. Oh my god, I really should understand my lingerie terms. But this, <laughs> uh, this, uh, then a feathery, uh, trimmed pink, uh, nightgown and my white gloves with pretty lace and a bow on them. And just a lot of jewelry, because that's the kind of woman I am. <laughs> because when you're dressed up to be seen in your in your night mm-hmm. clothes, it's the very Marilyn Monroe thing to be wearing a ton of jewelry. So, yeah, like this is, you know, the only reason we're doing a sleepover episode is because I got this outfit <laughs> a while ago. And I was like, well, I definitely need to. Uh, let me just it. I am wearing so much clothing to look like I am wearing nothing, which is <laughs> insane. But uh, this is my like Ava Gabor. Yeah. Because on Green Acres, she's just, you know, this is what she sleeps in. So that's the uh, that's the vibe. And we we knew we were going to do something with sleepovers. And we tried to find something for the 70s that had sleepovers, especially Green Acres because of the Ava Gabor mm-hmm. um, uh, nighty. But there didn't seem to be any sleepover episodes on Green Acres. Unfortunately, so. because if there's one man I want to sleep over with, it is Eddie Albert. <laughs> the Eddie Albert. <laughs> we are streaming this live right now on YouTube, uh, just in case people want to hang out with us at midnight on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, so far, no one has joined us. And that's, <laughs> that's, to be fi- that's fine. Now, I will will say, this is, I'll take this opportunity. We have a lot of subscribers on YouTube who are very quiet. 
And I don't understand. I don't know if there's like when you get a bunch of followers, I get a lot of um, sex robots follow me on Instagram a lot of the time uh, who don't <laughs> understand that I am a homosexual man and I'm not interested in what they're offering. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> if that's the same thing with YouTube. Like I get notifications. We got two new subscribers today. Are you people real? We had 173 views for our Doris Day episode, which is literally exactly 100 more views than the previous episode. <laughs> so I don't so, know. I mean, Doris Day heads out there. It's it's spring. And you know what that means? The bots are out. Uh, Tumblr, Tumblr has all the sex robots coming out. Um, if you're not a bot, please let us know. Say hi. But yeah, no, so we decided to do an 80s uh, episode of Webster <laughs> for, I need to turn my <laughs> brightness down. There we go. Ooh, That's get that funny. soft yeah. lighting. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, because uh, who doesn't love a sleepover, right? My gosh, so many great times in my life have been at sleepovers. And you know, when you get to be an adult, you just don't have them. No, I mean, you get married and then you every night's a sleepover. Yeah, with your I will say, I mean, I will say, you know, I, I will every now and then be like, I want to go on an adventure. Uh, and that is code to Seb for we're going to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> Both of us. Since, since the air conditioning broke, there has been sleeping on the couch. Uh, quite a bit of it, in fact. Uh, right now, I have three cats enjoying the fan that is blowing at us. So I'm... Ooh. Hopefully you can edit the room noise out because there's a fan coming at me right now. And that's the only thing that's saving me in these long sleeve, full legged pajamas. I mean, or the also satin terrible. doesn't breathe, right? Well, it's, it's actually feels really nice. Okay. This is, it's kind of cool around the joints. It's a little bit, you know, stickier, but yeah. what are you going to well, do? I mean, I am easy and breezy wearing my, oh God, my <laughs> two layers of. Uh, Ow. <laughs> the tights uh oh my god now i have to get back up we're fine hey you almost um, just saw the full sitcom right there <laughs> but i know like i love i love like you know when i was a kid and you make a fort i don't know i guess we can actually talk about all that kind of stuff when we get to the parts of the episode so yeah uh, was, why not it was kind of an atypical sleepover because i didn't have i mean yeah we can talk about it yeah uh, so this week we'll be traveling to, to December 5th, 1986. Star Trek for the Voyage Home ruled the box office, which that ties into something later. Uh, the next time I fall by Peter Cetera and Amy Grant top the charts and ABC aired the Webster episode, The Big Sleep Over. Get it? Big Sleep sleepover Ethan, you must have seen The Big Sleep Over before today. <laughs> no. Because I did not like Webster when it was on. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Webster was one of those shows that, you know, it just, you knew who Emmanuel Lewis was, but I never watched Webster. I was not aware. I was not a webhead. I was, <laughs> I only, I was aware of it like everybody was in the 80s in 1986 and, you know, on before and after, because it was just one of those like E.T. or Spider-Man. It was one of those like cultural things that everybody knew Webster. Everyone knew Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah. And the ki the kids liked it because it was it's easy to relate to. And I remember watching episodes and just being like, even at like age seven, being like, this is not funny. 
(laughs) I'm not laughing at this. This is, is this played for laughs? Now it's not necessarily family affair where people die and still a comedy, but it's, it, it, I remember it being not as good as different strokes, which happened at the same time, pretty well, much. Which is like, here's diminutive, uh, basically like young actors with like hormone. I mean, they're, they. No one some... knows why. I, I, when I looked into it, no one knows why Emmanuel Lewis is four feet tall. Like huh. biologically, his doctors are like, there's no reason why you should not be taller. You're just not. Um, and weirdly enough, uh, different strokes and Webster were kind of like head to head for a while until, uh, they moved different strokes over to ABC. So that they were on the same channel at the same night. <laughs> That's too much. Okay. My, so my heels just keep kicking take my golden heels. girls, Funko pops, just take the, the heels, heels, the heels can't come off. The heels can't come off while you're recording. They are two. They are straps, and they go around my ankle. And I almost um, give myself a Heimlich putting them on, oh, uh, yeah. because when you have a corset on, the bending over isn't. I really make drag sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living right now. Look it at sounds me, like though. You're, it sounds like you're putting together a very complex yet attractive tent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at me though. I mean, I'm beautiful. How many men get to feel like this? I mean, look, anything. I'm feeling good just wearing pajamas. Exactly. Wearing see, all the time. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I never watched. I never watched. Webster. You never watched Webster. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't in reruns, and I don't know where well, it, was it was being reruns. After it, it ran four seasons, and then. Uh, ABC, they had the, the option, if you have 100 episodes, yeah, the option to go to syndication. It didn't hit 100 episodes, but uh, ABC was still like, no, we want to put it in syndication anyway. So the last two seasons of Webster were in syndication. Okay, that makes, that's why, okay. Running against, well, not running against, running at the same night as uh, Different Strokes, which had a very, very similar premise. Yeah. Uh, Webster's premise was a uh a well-to-do white couple adopt a black orphan child whereas different strokes was a white widower adopts two black orphans okay yeah jeez who are she's wild well and so also webster stars uh a the they're actually married correct they were actually married and which is the the most interesting thing about this show is how it came to be. So Alex Karras, football player, Detroit Lions, for uh, 13 years. Wow. He was a defensive tackle. And we'll just get this out of the way. Alex Karras is a sexually attractive man. I can't help it. There's just womanly urges that I have when I when I see just a big mustachioed hunk of a man. Um, but I do believe that his character, George Papadopoulos, is a sad human being. Yeah. His, <laughs> so it, it, it's a weird story. So he mar- he met his his wife, um, Susan Clark. They were on a TV who show. Is, who is not Susan Powder, although the hair is sir, <laughs> like. Also, uh, Gen Z, Susan Powder was like a fitness guru lady who had short. 
a crop uh-huh. buzz cut. So the two of them meet. He's a football star, you know, 13 years, although su- suspended for one year for gambling on football. <laughs> Work. Ooh, we love a troubled man. But he's he that was fine. And so I guess 12 years. Uh, she was an actor, uh, did a lot of like TV movies and movies that are just not talked about anymore. There's no reason for them to just like forgettable, soft focus <laughs> romances. So she meets Alex. They fall in love. They say, we want to go into business together. He's like, I want to get into showbiz. He was in Blazing Saddles. Uh, okay. He was Mongo in Blazing Saddles. So he had he had, he had some experience. And um, so they form a production company. Uh, what if I have a name, the name of it? Oh, okay. So the two of them, they put together a show called Another Ball Game. Oh, and God. another ball game was he was a former baseball player and she was a socialite and the two of them got married. And the whole show was supposed to be about the wacky things that happen with a newlywed couple and they're from different sides of the tracks. He's, you know, working class baseball kind of guy. And then Emmanuel Lewis happens. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis was a commercial actor. He did like, um, I think I have the number here. Um, he just did a ton of commercials. Um, Burger King was his big one. And uh, so the producers, like different producers for ABC are like, we need to get Emmanuel Lewis on a show right away. He is so hot. He's in so many. Strike, got a strike. But they're like, it's too late to in like too, too late in the pitching process to come up with a totally new show for him so we're just going to take an existing show that we really liked another ball game oh my god we're going to shoehorn emmanuel lewis into it so now the two now these this couple has adopted a child wait but so is alex karis is is george papadopoulos a baseball player uh no he's a football player i believe in in the show former from i think he's former football so they they changed the name of the show from another ball game to and uh, then came you, Ew. which is it's also the name of the theme song to Webster and then came it, it, it which sucks. is which is the most generic theme song I've ever heard. So Alex Karras and Susan Clark are like no no we want to do this show about this married couple which is us which is our real real life story. And so they they would do episodes that are more focused on them and some more episodes that are focused on Webster. And there's like this conflict and in in a, just a great example of everything working out for this bland TV show, they solved their differences and they just had episodes that were more Emmanuel Lewis and huh. episodes that were more the two of them. And it lasted for a whole bunch of seasons. Six... I think. I think it was six seasons. Yeah, God. Well. Yeah, and then they changed the name because they're like, oh, no, no, no. This kid who stars in commercials, he's the the gold mine. And he was. The show was very popular. Um, He, they, the only reason it ended was because Manuel Lewis, he's like, I'm 17. I don't want to play a grade school kid anymore. (laughs) No, I mean, that's good job that's yeah exactly he's made the money say. yeah oh well i guess that means that uh this week on must have seen tv we'll be talking about the webster episode the big sleep over 
It is the 10th episode of season four and was written by Shelley Landau and Jane Gould and directed by Lee Bernhardt. Here's how Pluto describes the episode. George and Catherine are delighted when Webster makes a new friend and extends an invitation for a sleepover until they discover that Tony is a girl. Ethan, how accurate is that description? I mean, it's not exciting. And it's, I mean, put that up against anything else. I would not want to watch it, but that is exactly what happened. That is, that is, okay, well, here are my boobs. Sorry, I have to get resituated. Ladies Um, and gentlemen, please keep your seats. Barbs, okay, I'm just trying to get comfortable. I'm learning that sitting on the ground uh, is, I thought it would let me be more relaxed, but that's not happening. We're fine. Uh, (laughs) Let me get my... A notes open oh god okay yeah it was so... a hard episode to watch just because it the, the, what happened with the, with this show is that people would talk to each other they'd have a conversation and then they'd say something very it was definitely a joke and it was kind of incongruous and then the laugh track would go and everyone would just kind of like pause for a second as the laugh track went but no one reacted to the funny lines it was just kind of like well, and the, the laugh track just is going nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just... Uh, so, the the episode opens with a cold open that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, it is Webster's wrapping a present. He wraps the present, and then he looks at what looks to be a toy cash register and just says, you're supposed to be in there. That's funny, because I got a different... Or maybe I didn't get the cold that, open. That, well, so on Pluto TV, that's where that was. But on the YouTube that I found did not have a cold open. That's I watched the one on YouTube. So you saw a little bit of bonus Webster. Yeah. Hey, uh, one line that had nothing to do with anything. And you knew you were <laughs> on for in for a rocky ride. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So then the opening credits are bad. The opening credits are to a song that could have, it's just, it's, it's, it's what too many cooks was trying to make fun of. Oh yeah. It was just this very poppy, happy, generic. Then came you. Uh, it's just, ugh. it's like watching, this is like watching a yellow wall and being like, yeah, it's, it's exciting. No, it's not. It's weird to think that this show because let's be honest, Susan Powder and Ron Swanson <laughs> are not as they're not as charismatic as Susan Powder and Ron Swanson. I don't know I don't understand how the shit. two of them, how they sold the show just on their merits. Because he's not he's not much of an actor. She's a pretty good actor. Um, but I mean, also the material is terrible. Let's oh god, let's face that too. Yeah, so um, it's just a weird <laughs> Very strange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I started it after the after the opening, where it's it's them just kind of goofing around with Emmanuel Lewis. Um, yeah, it's 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 so immemorable that I didn't write anything down other than opening there. Then came you, and then yeah. that's all I wrote because it's it's boring. And there it is. That's it. So we we get into we get into it. They have a house on Gold Coast of Chicago. Uh, they did move from. They moved around a little bit. They were in a basement. They were in a, in a um, 
an apartment. And then in the second season, Webster burned it down. So they had to move to a um, Webster burned their house down. It was very, very poignant episode, very special episode about fire safety because Webster is playing with a chemistry set and he sets the apartment on fire. Jeez. And I thought Stephanie driving a car through the kitchen was bad. Both are bad. <laughs> Both are bad, Barb. <laughs> so they're in this house. They're, they're, uh, breakfast is being made. Um, and they're wondering why the breakfast is sticking to the, the roofs of their mouths. So they can't, so Webster can't talk very well. And it's because, uh, what's her name? Christine Alexandria. I don't know. Samantha. I just called her, I wrote down ma'am because she was called ma'am by by Webster through the entire thing. Well, ma'am, she put peanut butter in the oatmeal and this is treated as just like an ew and sounds good to me. Yeah, this whole joke is that she's a bad chef. And she because she put peanut butter and oatmeal, and I don't know. I feel like I I have definitely done weirder stuff. You pay Uh, money to get oatmeal in a in in to get peanut butter and oatmeal. Yeah, I can't believe I flubbed that line. (laughs) Well, and she also says that she's home. She's going to be home early or something because she had to cancel a counseling appointment because her like afternoon patient, one of his fathers, is getting out of prison. Which, and having a party, yeah. And having a party. Well, and then I was, I, I didn't understand what, it's a hat on a hat. At first I thought it was like, I thought first I thought they were going to be making fun because like, one of his dads, you know, is having a party. Like, you know, oh, he's got two dads. That's why he's in therapy, you know, but but they- <laughs> They didn't besides, go for that. They don't go for that. They go for is getting out of prison. And so now I'm like, is, I, I couldn't parse- multiple stepfathers i think that's yeah i didn't know if it was like a stepfather is like okay whatever so i and that also amounts to nothing so i don't know why that yeah uh, george i mean uh george papadopoulos does say a milestone in anyone's life which is (laughs) uh cool webster doesn't want to eat doesn't want to go to school so he offers to do some chores he's like i'll shampoo the the rug it's also god the the like wait are we doing that again today and he's like yeah monday through friday kind of a new concept and it's like i don't know i don't this is season four are we it's season okay. four no one can doing no one can deliver the lines <laughs> the, the lines aren't good i mean it's <laughs> emmanuel <laughs> lewis emmanuel know. lewis is the only one acting in this show i feel bad about dragging these two old people <laughs> well you know the f- the first time that i ever saw not, not the no the first time that uh manuel lewis was did like a larger acting thing he got to do shakespeare in the park uh midsummer night's dream with uh kevin conroy and christine baranski um and ricky J. if you can find it it's 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 kind of hard to find but i did watch it last year and i really enjoyed it what year is that 80 oh 84 okay um but yeah r.i.p kevin conroy oh yeah R.I.P. look out um wait who else did you say was in that? i'm just like knocking over literally everything behind me 
Drag, baby. Could you have not done this on the floor? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so he says he hates fifth grade because... Um, he, he hates it worse he, than his, broccoli. He hates it worse than broccoli, which is 10 times worse than zucchini, which both of them are fine. They're good. This is that weird... In the 80s, it's like green vegetables. We're like, we hate you. You know, big green vegetable was really trying to work that marketing, trying to get over this hurdle with children. Uh, but now what, I like all of it. That's where we get beets or nature's candy. And that's why we have Brussels sprouts have changed their their hybridization and they taste better. Yeah, they're so great. 80s, that changed things. And he also calls his teacher Ms. Terminator. Yeah. Um, and all of his best friends were in another class. He's hit like, the horrible, there's like everything that could go wrong for Lil Webster has gone wrong. He's having a bad fifth grade. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, no, me, my fifth grade was awful. My entire elementary school, my entire elementary school existence was horrible because all the kids made fun of me. Oh, And look what it did to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just something else that I can, I can blame on Tennessee. Yeah. Made you feel like Boo. And now I'm gorgeous. Uh, well, and so then they try to relate to Webster and mom, ma'am is just like her she's talking about her boarding school in France and like, because they, they're having like, oh, we had a hard time making friends too. And she's, yeah. she keeps going off on these rants about like how rich she was. Yeah. And just, yeah. We all spoke the universal language of shopping. Women be shopping. I know. Yeah, if, if if you're listening to this podcast and you are crying with laughter, turn it off because I don't know what you're listening to. You're yeah. hearing something like that. <laughs> There's just only so, so many times you can say these jokes are stale. Yeah. These are not good. And then, uh, and then, so this is where like, I mean, I just want to give George a hug. I just want to be like, just come here. And I just want to wrap my arms around that big barrel chest of his. And just let him put his nice, huge head on my shoulder. His mustache. And just, oh, just tickle it against my neck. Um, Be great, because he's uh, weirdly uh, attractive to to this woman. Um, He also has like a very, he just keeps on hinting at these very sad backstories. He's talking about like, oh, I had a best friend named Wally, right? It was like. When I was a child growing up on the farm, I had a best friend named Wally, and I ate him. He was a duck. It's yeah. like, oh my god! I wrote down, "Get child protective services." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then so then he's like, "You know what you do? Go in tomorrow, sitting down next to someone, tell him a joke." And he's like, "Okay, well, tell me a joke." And then he's like, "Oh well, last night she told me a joke about three little maids." And his wife has to be like, uh, no, we're not going to, well, you know. <laughs> it's a dirty joke. And George Papadopoulos is also played as a stupid person who doesn't know the difference between the two. It's also, yeah, we're, we get a lot of interesting insights into their um, bedroom life in this episode. And it also yeah, feels paint- like a first draft. <laughs> yeah, they're painting, a, they're painting an interesting picture for this uh, this couple. So, well, man, there's also a lot of stuff that starts but goes nowhere. So, like, the next scene, it's like the next day, and George Papadopoulos is doing what every good house husband should do. And he's over there. He's folding the laundry. He's a man who pitches in. We love that. We would love to domesticate uh, Mr. Papadopoulos. Uh, which, don't, don't tell Papa that I did this. 
Yeah, don't tell Papa Papadopoulos that I'm doing chores because men don't do chores. And Papa Papadopoulos never did chores. He never cooked a meal in his life, never washed his Well, that sounds a lot like my mom, is what uh, ma'am says. <laughs> and and then I thought like, oh, okay, is this going to become like a B-plot or something? Absolutely not. There is, this is no just, B-plot. This is there just is some no business for them to attend to, very oddly. Barb, Barb was, was this a kid's show? <laughs> I think, I mean, this episode was clearly more about the adults yeah i just i i can't shake the feeling that we watched a kid's show so then uh webster comes in and he says like he told the joke to one kid and milk came out his nose not not the made joke he didn't hear the made joke he just no. knew another joke to be clear he did not tell a dirty joke to his to his prospective friends which i mean that would have made him friends oh yeah it would also got to get him you know a reputation Mm-hmm. They probably didn't want. Well, then people coming for more jokes. He's got to make up dirty jokes on his own, and Lord knows, the He's got to. He's got to go bluer. He's got to go bluer, and <laughs> next thing you know, he's... the Aristocats, aristocrats. <laughs> no, but he would tell the Aristocats, the Aristocats. George, Mav, I heard a great joke. It's called the Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting, Webster. How does it go? Ten minutes later, the show is canceled. Yeah. Well, now it's moved to HBO. <laughs> so pioneering. So, but he did tell the joke to his friend Tony, who helped him out with um, science because his worm got away, and Tony lent uh, Webster a worm or something. That's exactly. <laughs> which is, you know, what's messed up. That's exactly what happened, and that's exactly how it was presented. And all that the the only reaction was George saying, "Oh, gives you the worm off his back." Yeah, because <laughs> you know it's a friend, and gives you the worm right off his back. And then Webster's like, "We got all the same things in common. We love baseball, kung fu movies, and ketchup on banana bread." Which is, it's like saying, uh, "I like fun thing, fun thing." bizarre alien thing <laughs> i love i don't know maybe webster is really funny honestly like saying the jokes back at this hour i'm kind of like this is funny ah, <laughs> i don't know I, I don't it's okay yes it, it is funnier when the two of us are saying it yeah when the two of us are saying it late at night uh <laughs> not as much when it is on video uh, shot with bad lighting. So, um, I also remember oh, God. that he's wearing Eddie Murphy's jacket from the Ross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a red leather jacket. I don't it's know like, why. Man, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, so wait, how old is Emmanuel Lewis in this episode? Is he like fifteen or something? He's like, um, well, this he is was, my he was jacket. Born, he, was, I believe, he was born in seventy-one. So he's so like, he uh, born... he's like fifteen. This is 86. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So he does say like, OK, I'm going to go over and like, is he going to like meet Tony at like the gas station to look at comic books or something? I think there was a shop that that someone owned. Is like, can you take me down to the shop to look at comic book at the and latest? Then comic books? George Papadopoulos says, oh, while you're there, can you check and see if She-Ra ever gets released from the foreheaded lizard? What is going on? What are we doing here? I did a little bit, bit of background research to see if She-Ra had a comic. 
1986, she had a magazine and she had mini comics that came with the, the action figures. So unless they were talking about the glossy magazines that had, you know, games and puzzles, then yes. this was a, obviously someone who did not know what Shira was other than their kids talked about it once or twice. Yeah, like, well, again, in a second draft, you would have him say something like, oh, while you're there, can you can you see if Spider-Man got a new girlfriend after that one that I like got her neck snapped? Like, but you, <laughs> not, not maybe not that, but you would have you would have him say because the implication is when I was a kid and used to go to the comic store, this is what I was reading about. So I'm going to make a joke asking you to see if that story's still going on or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I looked at it differently. I saw it as. George reads comics regularly. Mm. He's asking for a preview of an issue he's about to buy. Okay. Oh, God. Well, and then, so then, is Webster's like, I want to, no. <laughs> I want to ask Tony over for a sleepover. And ma'am says, like, that's okay. Yeah, no, we can do that tonight. I can. Cancel the interview with Robin Leach. Yeah. Do you remember the show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? So, so, you know, when we were kids, uh, if you wanted to show someone being wealthy, like if you wanted to signify this person is uh, dangerously rich and should definitely be paying more taxes, you would have (laughs) Robin Leach. This, I don't like plain looking doofy kind of pear-shaped British, British guy who would come over and he would talk like this. like, And that's it. Uh, Today so, we're going to meet the wonderful Linda Carter, you know, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's very, it's kind of like MTV Cribs, which yeah, is another, like Cribs. which is also was, a dated reference. Jesus. Uh, it's kind of like a TikTok where influencers show off their houses or something. Welcome um, to my home. Is, was... I'm going to, she wasn't serious. I mean, I think no, we, they, yeah, they've established that these two were jokers. <laughs> these adults are jokers. They tell him jokes. The, he is such a wag. She is such a card. Ooh, <laughs> the fun they have. And so now Webster's preparing. They're preparing for the sleepover. Tony sleepover. is about to come over. He's made a, a bedroom, a fort, which uh, ma'am walks in and, doesn't understand the sight of seeing, uh, you know, sheets draped from, you know, a thing to, you know, covering. And it's her satin it's sheets. And she's. That's not what she did in France. Now, this is I loved. So that's a thing that I definitely did. I do remember like one night I made a fort behind my dad's. No, it wasn't my dad's recliner. It was another recliner. And I made a I got like, you know, an Afghan or whatever blanket. And you tuck it in to the chair to the footstool or whatever and then i beg my parents to let me sleep in there overnight and i read fudge books super fudge i read some fudge books uh they might have a flashlight it was cool man you uh, did what everyone should do and i i never did that i never did the um because my, my parents never told me to go to sleep they they wanted me to read so they huh. bought the lamp for the side of my bed and the rule was i could go to bed i had to go to bed at 8 30 but i could read 
for like a half hour, maybe a little bit, little bit longer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And so my parents got me a, a white, I think it might have even been a tablecloth, but it was a blanket. Um, and they said, this is really sweet. They said, you know, you can use some markers to write down the name of every book that you read under this blanket on the blanket. Oh, <laughs> and you know, after years I, I I did that. It was really sweet. It wasn't a sleepover kind of thing. It was just how I I read books. Was I'd read books and I'd write the the name of the book on the uh, on the blanket. In first grade, which is uh, so early nineteen ninety one. When I inherited, when oh my god, I'm my gloves are just falling apart. Whatever, um, <laughs> my some the guy that my sister was dating gave me all of his Star Wars Marvel comics from the late seventies, and so what I would do is I would wait until you know I thought like the coast was clear, and then I would get those comics and I would go to the foot of my bed where the nightlight was, and then I would read the like Marvel adaptation of Star Wars by the nightlight so i have glasses (laughs) i have very distinct memories of seeing that weird furry job of the hut uh alien illuminated (laughs) by a nightlight Uh, (laughs) but yeah no webster's doing this uh ma'am walks in and she's like here's your smoked oysters and brie it was played for a laugh Although it just seems cruel. Well, and I think that she was serious. I think she that was she was serious. actually like, this is what we had at my slumber parties. Yeah. And then George tells another story about a good sleepover he had where his dad yelled at him all night and him and his friend jumped on their bed so high that they hit their heads on the ceiling. And he's like, ah, that was great. It makes me think that George Papadopoulos had a very, very bad home life at the farm no i just like i just want to i just want to hold him and tell him it's gonna be okay he can accept who he is as a gay man well no (laughs) as a as a heterosexual man who's in love with this woman i don't know he unfortunately (laughs) passed away in 2012 oh i'm never gonna i'm never gonna have sex with alex karras not gonna happen um Oh, and then the mom tells like, oh, at our slumber parties, we untucked all the hospital corners and then did other lame stuff. Like they switched pajamas and. Oh, right. What was the other one? There was other, something just as lame. We switched pajamas and. I don't know. Oppressed ooh, the ooh. bourgeoisie. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then press the proletariat. And then Tony comes over. Tony. Knock, knock, knock. Tony's here. And Tony is a tomboy. And Tony is played by Karen Ward, uh, an actor who is still working today. Oh, good. Yeah. What's she doing? What a lot of TV stuff. Good for her. She runs on a couple of shows. <clears throat> just, um, She's like the second best actor in this episode. Yeah. I mean, right now, the- right now, I don't know what Emmanuel Lewis is doing, but I can go to IMDb and see that uh, Karen Ward has a lot of credits to her name. Good for her. Yeah. So then uh, uh, George is like, I've heard a lot about you. Uh, not enough when he realizes that Tony is a girl. And then like, so this is, let's say the, uh, <laughs> like, so like they go upstairs and now we get into this whole thing where ma'am and George are like, George is like, I know it's the eighties. And like, we don't call women chicks, but we don't let boys and girls sleep together. The whole vibe <laughs> is very relevant to right now uh, in politics because these two adult heterosexual uh, couple are somehow convinced that these children are going to fuck. Like, are, like their entire thing is, well, clearly the third are they in third grade no they're in fifth grade clearly the fifth graders are these they're gonna be doing they're like and it's like why are there like this is where i don't this is uh, let's just this is the face of a of a man of a boy who was raised (laughs) to with people kissing with straight couples kissing literally everywhere with adults asking me about all my girlfriends mm. and asking me if I gotten any kisses or whatever uh, of, you know, adults taunting me about like, do you want a Barbie? It's like, uh, it's like all sorts of gender normative bullshit. Uh, and uh, look at me now. Um, right. It, it is so wild that we we sexualize children all the fucking time if the sexualization is straight yeah yeah i mean you're you're looking at, <laughs> at, these, at these characters just think i mean thinking about like the actors knew what they were doing the actors knew you know you have these adult actors these writers were like, we're, this is the situation we're going to put these characters in. Um, it, no, I, I think it, it is. It's very telling that that's where their minds went, that that's what the Just, whole point of this episode is about. Yeah. Well, and he's like, she's well, and what's interesting is they do actually kind of get into this and get into like, because ma'am, what the fuck is her day? <laughs> we, I feel bad. Uh, we're do- well, what? Uh, Catherine. Her name is Catherine. Catherine. So Catherine actually brings up the fact that she's like, uh, well, you know, uh, Webster's only in, he's only 10. He's not gonna do anything. There's you a know, latency period. There's a latency. That's also wild. Like, there's a latency period. They haven't bloomed yet. And it's like, we're talking about Webster blooming. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, uh, the funny episode just became uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Well, but then, then uh, George Papadopoulos is like, Webster's a man now. And it's yeah, like, <laughs> no, he's not. I wrote that Webster's a man now. 
Um, there were two. There were two good lines. I will give them two good lines. Oh, one is coming up. I like the one. Well, one of them was um, they welcome Tony in. Try not to be awkward about it. Ma'am says, "Oh, we've heard so much about you," and George and George goes, "Not enough." Yeah, that was good. That was good. It's also interesting that you know this is the this is the mid eighties. Webster's been talking about Tony for days and has not used a gendered pronoun the entire time. More, yeah, Webster's open minded. Yeah. Well, and so then I love. Uh, so then, so also one of the initial questions I had was like, where does Tony's mother think that she is? And that's the next. That is the next beat of this conversation. And Catherine and George are like, so d- does your mother know? Uh, you're staying overnight, and she says yes. And then, without missing a beat, George says, "Can you prove it?" Which I which thought, I thought was, was funny. Line. That was a I funny thought, line I as well. Those lines were good in George's uncomfortableness. Well, and then Catherine is like, "Yes, Tony's mother knows." I spent all night talking on the phone. Wait, so also Catherine had talked to Tony's mother on the phone earlier that day, and Tony's mother even wrote. Tony, <laughs> honestly, Tony might be non-binary and out about it, and everyone else is like understands what this is and is cool about it. And George is just freaking like the that. fuck out because it is wild like that both that. Webster and Tony's mother managed to talk about Tony without using gendered pronouns. <laughs> and the uh, only that it's weird is because it's 1986 and people did not yeah. choose their own pronouns on primetime television for children. Well, and so then uh what George says something like, well, to Catherine, like, oh, you talked to the mother. Did you find out if X, Y, Z? And then Catherine responds, yeah, just after I found out whether or not Tony was a communist or something. Like, uh, I'm like, it was a joke of like, you know, whatever. Um, and then there's also a we. So then like Tony's mom, Tony's like, yeah, my mom is cool with this. My mom's a teacher. And they're like, oh, this is great. She's a teacher. Yeah, she teaches anatomy. And it's like, that's a weird specific it's, it's a weird thing for someone to i mean for someone to bring up in conversation i suppose anatomy is a subject that was taught in schools i mean for us it was part of the whole biology like biology yeah what well, it also so like it throws it's a weird you're trying to figure out like the intent of the writer and stuff and it is weird like her mother teaching anatomy is like oh well that's trying to make the audience think Oh, oh, they might do it. <laughs> These 10 year olds might talk about body parts. Like, I, I did not know. think of that at, yeah, at just, all. Just weird. Horrible. <laughs> well, and so then Catherine again has a good point where they've gone upstairs. And I think like George is like, we need to talk to them. And Catherine's like, why are we going to put something in their heads that isn't in their heads? Yep. Like that will create the problem that we are trying to avoid. Yeah. Just smart and true. And that's what they end up doing. He calls her a Jezebel though. Yeah. Tony is a Jezebel. Like (laughs) it's wild. That's, that's ultra sexualizing a 10 year old. No, thank you. No, thank you. The show Uh, got weird. I'm not, I I already didn't like Webster and now I really don't like Webster. uh, Okay. Now here comes the, prerequisite gotta shift gotta oh around. god hi get some circulation uh, back in his uh, legs well and also uh just gotta so here's the fun of being a drag queen i gotta lift my bra and my boobs back up we're fine 
we're fine. Hi. It's, I mean, it's a nice, it's, it's lovely colors. Nice, a nice sheen. I'd like to thank I'm, everyone who didn't show up on the uh, live YouTube. We've had no, no one join us, which is No, fine. we had, we had three views for a little while. You did? Yeah, we had two other, I don't know. Uh, who oh. knows? Who knows? I missed those. <laughs> um, so they, George suggests they play Monopoly. He's like, let's just try and distract them until they're ready to go to bed. And then they're like, Why, wisely, peace out. We're not playing Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> we we cut to them. They're jumping on the bed. They're doing fun kid shit. They're jumping on the bed. They're trying to hit their heads on the ceiling. Like George did. Yeah, you know. And then they start talking about Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek 2. They, they had just seen uh, putting that thing in Chekhov's ear, which is Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Oh, oh, Bethany. Uh, hi, Bethany. Uh, One of my favorite people. Yeah. Something. Okay. Um, Star Trek uh, 2. They were talking about Star Trek 2. Oh, when Chekhov gets that worm in his ear or whatever. Yeah, they put the worm uh, in there. And, and then Webster's like, uh, or she's like, did you see the monster that slimed New York? And Webster's like, uh, George doesn't let me watch anything where the monsters look like mucus. <laughs> now okay so comedy writing 101 from a former comedy writer specifics are funny you want to get specifics you know saying a saying a proper noun as opposed to just like a generic is always going to be funnier um except True. in this case except in this case and i don't like this is... <laughs> i will also lay part of that blame on the delivery oh wow we're dragging her I did not think that Emmanuel Lewis delivered the line very well. He was kind no. of hesitant about the whole thing. Um, but the Star Trek is important because you did mention this at the top of the show that for some reason, Webster didn't have a big tearful final episode. They instead had a dream episode where Webster goes on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise and talks with Worf the Klingon about his life and they show clips from the previous seasons. And then he wakes up and it's all a dream, but then his video game thing is his video game is repaired and it says starship enterprise on it. He's like, Oh, is it really a dream? And that's how this series ended. I see. I need to watch that episode with a clips episode right now by Worf. More shows should it'd be really great if Worf had a side gig of like, I also am here to kill TV shows. Like <laughs> he's the person who just ends them. So like, you want your show to end, come to the bridge. Just just <laughs> stop by, you son of Get a bitch. Get in the bridge. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Just like a second career yeah. is just like everybody, or even better, you do a show where every Every show that never got to wrap up uh, like really well gets to bring like all the cast back and the sets back and and they they get to do their final episode. And in the end, Worf op- appears, he opens a door and there's light coming through the door and the entire cast just steps through. And that's just and that's it. That's it's done. That's good. Where everything's a holodeck. Uh, Michael Dorn some work. What's you know, who's it hurting? He's on Picard now. Um, he is. So then have, we cut. I didn't ask you what are you watching these days. Oh, I forgot. Um, I've 
So while I was getting into drag today, I did watch the first six episodes of Beef on Netflix. You know what? We started watching it too. We watched the first uh, two episodes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. So that's. It's pretty uh, serious. Yeah, and that's all I've uh, I've watched. What did I do? I watched more Deadwood. Okay. Um, which is good. Is it's something? And I <laughs> is does it count as like a TV show if you're watching a, a movie that's three hours long and you break it up into half hour chunks? Yeah, it's like a TV show. Is GI Joe the movie style Monday through Friday? Half okay. Hour every day. I've been watching uh. uh, uh a uh an indian film called sean um which is the follow-up to uh sippy's uh follow-up to sholay which is considered the best uh indian uh action film best indian film ever made sean is not But it does have a, a crocodile fight and the crocodile is never is never not hungry so nice it's kind of like this, it's like this weird smuggling operation that is killing a lot of people, kind of like a James Bond thing. But also there are these brothers and the brothers are uh, frauds and they're con men. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, this is all in, I, I'm not even done with the movie it's yet. Like- <laughs> <laughs> These things all come together weirdly enough. Uh, what I'm saying is it's got Amitabh Bakchan, who I have a poster of on the wall back here ah. in his film Dawn, which is not my favorite Amitabh Bakchan film, but it's a great poster. But anyway, let's get back to <laughs> silliness. Now, uh, we cut back to George and Catherine's bedroom and George is wearing these lovely like broad stripe uh, blue and white pajamas. Very handsome. He is, of course, worried about the 10-year-olds having sex, so that's not cool. Uh, He does say that, like, well, like, when I was, like, my parents got married at eight and had babies at nine. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, (laughs) So this is where I will say that uh, George says, like, well, when I was eight, I was interested in, in girls when I was eight. And so, and that got me to thinking, and I was like, that's eight. Absolutely not. That's third grade. And then I remembered, oh, Jurassic Park came out when I was eight in third grade. Sam Neill. Yes. Okay. You've, you've, I understand it. about certain stuff. I understood it. I, started... I Look, I will admit that my first sexual awakening was watching Thundercats, um, which is weird to admit. Uh, no, that's why it's for. <laughs> yeah, mine was to Sam Neill, the paleontologist that hates children in Jurassic Park, <laughs> and I was like, I like looking at this adult forty-something man, <laughs> and I, I want, and I saw Jungle Book, and I was like, yes, here he is again. And I saw, I wanted to see Event Horizon, and I didn't because it was eight? rated R. <laughs> well, that eight? this was like a couple years later, you know, but okay. like I knew who Sam Neill was, and I was like, I like looking at this man i i uh and you know now here we are oh (laughs) here we are and right within arm's reach is the book (laughs) his autobiography his his memoir that uh that i'm reading i love him Uh, Mm um he is uh means a lot to me 
And I know, anyway. I know we always do, what are you watching? But maybe we should do, what are you reading? Because that's important. And literacy what? is fundamental and we need to be encouraging it because what should I be under reading? attack. Oh God, yeah. Also, well, uh, right about now was when I wrote uh, in my notes, the show falls apart because Webster really did fall apart once they've established that Tony is a girl. Yeah. It, it, so like they're, they're okay. So God, (laughs) basically they're cuddling in bed and Catherine's like, we should trust Webster. He wouldn't do anything we wouldn't do. And since the two of them would clearly bone, they gotta go check on Webster and they're playing Scrabble. And what is the conversation that George and Catherine overhear from the hallway? Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, horrible person. Boy, Webster, I've never seen that before. You're really good at this. Just comes naturally, I guess. My turn. Wait till you see what I've got. Jesus Christ is what I then wrote down. Why did you um, say Jesus Christ? There's obviously no God. Yeah, there's no God. <laughs> and again, and so then they bust in and nope, they're playing Scrabble. <laughs> A game just this side of fr- less frustrating than Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, she's, and just like, you know, they were talking about, you know, we shouldn't talk to them and put this idea in their heads. I uh, damn these writers for putting that into our heads. <laughs> for putting yeah. that scene into our heads as viewers. There, <laughs> There's a trust that we enter into audience to viewer or uh, audience to writer and they just were like we're gonna twist that knife it was you're gonna think about webster <laughs> i can't i can't talk no, about it no that's it's just it, it, it was a bad choice on everybody's part no, it was a thank bad you. choice on everybody's part let's just yeah. <laughs> and Wrong i was one suggested this episode because i'm like oh here's a sleepover <laughs> episode we're gonna do a sleepover when i was like cast. I bought some sexy lingerie. We should do a sleepover episode. So it's also like I'm a weirdo where it's <laughs> the layers of mistakes. We've all made a lot of mistakes that have led us to this moment. Did you um, have you ever done a Webster episode on, on the podcast before? No. I and there uh, are John Aston ones. There's multiple John Aston ones. Well, there's also we, uh Corin Nemec, if you remember him from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Ah. As, as I think one of their nephews. And he stuck around for the entire fifth season as like a, you know, cousin Oliver kind of thing. And then they booted him for season six. Good. You know, get out while you can. Uh, So then, you know, after that, we then get the two kids talking and they're like, Tony's like, your parents are weird. And he's like, I know. And then they're both like, kissing is gross. Why do people kiss in movies? That's when you go get popcorn or what. And it's very, and then, also, Tony's like, I don't even like boys. Like, I might not even like boys. I don't even think of you as a boy. I think of you as uh, a Webster or whatever. <laughs> and then Webster's like, I see you as my best friend. So it made me, it made me feel good in the sea of feeling bad. And um, the adults are drinking cocoa overnight and watching a blob. Eat, eat a They're watching the same blob movie, The Monster That Slimed Chicago. Yeah, like, uh, they can't go to sleep while um, they can't even go into their own bedroom. They sleep on the cat. They, they fall asleep yeah. on the couch. 
when she says god so when they wake up the next morning she says like she's got button marks down her back yeah yeah i have sofa button marks up and down my back which is just a weird visual uh so yeah like they're sleeping the kids wake up it's 5 a.m they're like it's too early there's a lot of vampires for some reason they pretend to be vampires because they're like what if there are vampires downstairs they go they see that the parents are like asleep and they then put their vampire cloak blankets over them and then uh and then uh he's he's like do we wake them well then they'll make us breakfast and webster's like uh, she puts peanut butter in oatmeal. Ew. And then I wrote interminable. Uh, <laughs> so you wrote that. I wrote show falls apart here. <laughs> God, it's uh, peanut butter and oatmeal sounds good. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Um, did you get the uh, the the uh, the Webster will be right back? No, and, but then it, it does the Emmanuel Lewis laugh. <laughs> Fuck that absolutely oh, not it i'm was, glad i didn't get that it was weird. well then so then like the next morning it's uh i didn't understand so they're eating the wife is like did it make you want to be young again and he said whisper in my ear and i'll tell you like and then she does that basically it's a setup so that they can the kids can be like you affection between people over 40 and that's the end of the episode it ended it ended i was very happy when it ended oh my god it didn't scar me like family affair did but it was <laughs> it was not a good show <laughs> not a good show i'm sorry no i mean maybe well the john aston episodes are great he's uncle charles i may here should i just let's get into some must-have facts as i set me uh, up take off clothes um, <laughs> must have seen tv oh after, after dark. dark that's what this is oh goodness um too hot for must have seen tv uh, 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 <laughs> uh where am i going okay so this episode of webster was rated number 49 for the week uh and 11.3 million people endured this <sighs> that's a lot lot of millions of people but 49 for the week webster was not a huge hit no it the first i think the first three seasons did pretty well um but they they also realized that they were losing their adult audience very quickly (laughs) i wonder why (laughs) the the juvenile youth audience was much more uh involved so then the top five shows of the week were number five, Murder, She Wrote, number four, Night Court, uh, number three, Cheers, two, Family Ties, and one, Cosby Show. Gunsmoke. <laughs> number one, Gunsmoke, two, 60 Minutes. It's just, you know, the way it goes. Um, the CBS Friday lineup that this aired as part of was opening with Webster. Then we're getting some Mr. Belvedere. Then we're getting a show called Dads, which lasted nine episodes, starring Barry Bostwick and some other guy as two divorced dads or widowed dads living together with their kids in Philadelphia. So it's Kate and Allie, gender swapped. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia. And then 
after that was a show, another show that only lasted nine episodes, Gung Ho, which was based, which was based on the movie Gung Ho, which was about a um. So the show starts Scott Bakula and Getty Watanabe as a Scott Bakula played like a Philadelphia car executive. And they were, I think, bought by a Japanese company. And so the whole thing is like Japanese versus America and far stuff. Um, and then after that was the TV continuation of Starman set 15 years after the movie. Uh, so that's your that's your AB it's ABC ABC Friday night lineup. What a weird <laughs> bizarre <laughs> night of please, television. Please tell me what else was airing at this time. So, what are you watching? It is December 5th or 6th. Uh on ABC Webster's uh Webster's house guest turns out to be a girl. On CBS, they're airing Scarecrow and Mrs. King. A reporter who suspects his newspaper of planting phony stories asks Lee for help. And on NBC, we've got Smurfs Christmas. An evil stranger threatens to ruin Christmas for the Smurfs when he endangers the lives of two children who are lost in the forest. What are you watching? Oh, Smurfs. Come on. Hands down. I didn't even like the Smurfs, but I'll watch them. Yeah, Smurfs Christmas. I was six Uh, years old. Man, I thought the Smurfs were badass. Yeah, Smurfing. It's smurfing good time. Uh, and then on IMDb, this episode has no score. Yep. <laughs> this is the first in must have seen TV 131 episodes. We have, I don't think we've ever had an episode that has no rating. No one has voted for anything. <laughs> yeah. Webster's, I guess, one of those like cultural artifacts that just it didn't etch itself into people's minds the way that you know bill silvers did it didn't get i don't it was never a nick at night show i don't even know if it was a tv land show ever uh and it just now started streaming it is on uh pluto so like the 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 kids haven't rediscovered webster and you know what maybe they won't i think kids Um, have, have have better standards now yeah uh who had the must-see performance in this episode? I'll say uh, Tony. Yeah. Tony. I know you're going to say George. No, he was horrible as an actor, but I would say that mustache. He's also, he's dumb looking. Like, so on a scale of one to ten, he's probably like a six or a seven for me. I mean, but like the physique is great. I'm like the big beefy. Also, the way he was wearing those like button down shirts and the ties. It's like, oh, handsome man. He played um, big, big and dumb. And he, you know, his, with his wife, they produced other shows. They produced other movies. They produced Porky's. They were both in Porky's. What the fuck? What? Who is this couple? It's also like. Neither of them were good enough or charismatic enough performers to justify having a show built around them. It is wild. It's a weird show, man. The network rushed to give them a slot and to produce their uh, another ball game. Maybe he was a very famous uh, football player. 13 years. Okay, well, that'll do it. Um, uh, Must other people see this episode of television? No, no, do something else with your life. Read a book. <laughs> uh, Read there, anything. 
read Watch anything. anything. Go outside. Well, like <laughs> touch grass. Touch grass. <laughs> There's a, did you know that the United States has an amazing national park system and that you can, oh. get, you can get a passport and stamps uh, for everyone that you visit? Support your local mall. Did you know mall. that Grant's tomb is open for free? Wow. There's so much you can do in this so world. Much. And not uh, not any of them in, involve hearing Webster say like the words, let me show you mine or whatever. I want to point. I want to thank everyone who did show up in the chat. That we do have yeah. people watching, and someone uh, did ask, "Were there only four actors total in that episode?" Yes, there were four actors wow. total for the episode, and like no new sets. This nope. was very much a we are saving the money because yep. we're going to be doing an on location episode later, probably, <laughs> um, or paying John Aston that money to come play Uncle Charles. One of the, I remember one of the episodes I did watch was they did go on a game show, okay. and the show was called Don't Jump. Um, <laughs> go to a second location. That's also what they tell the audience. Don't <laughs> jump. <laughs> we'll roll the credits. It's so <laughs> you don't have uh, to listen to the theme song again. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I guess that does it, uh, Ethan. Where can people find you uh, uh, after dark? <laughs> I'll be asleep or watching anime um, here in my spacious den. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm on Instagram at Ethan K 55. Uh, and I have an awful Tumblr, which is an awful place to be. And I love it so much, but I can't tell you what that is. Ooh. And uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at, at Barb Hardly. And you can also watch my new uh, drag talk show. Stop dragging your heels. Um, Barb Hardly's Instagram because now I need to get into drag twice a week for two different things. Let me just oh. say, Barb's days on must have seen TV may be numbered because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can keep that up twice a week. We'll see. It was a cute gimmick, <laughs> but you know what? Maybe it. No, I want you to stay Barb as long as oh. you can. Oh, You're I'm running out of outfits. Oh, no, I'm not. I keep buying things. It's the, it, it can be the gym shooter thing that every podcast and video can be someone's first podcast and video. That's true. Not have seen anything else. But Shout yeah, please. Shooter, former editor in chief of Marvel Comics. <laughs> He's so tall and I'm so short. Uh, <laughs> although these heels are like five inches. So four. Um, I didn't he was so tall. Oh, he was very tall. He was like freakishly tall. I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> I better not speak ill of the living. Um, no, I oh have a, God. he's signing um, a foil cover of Secret Wars number eight to, to get CGC'd. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, please watch Stop Dragging Your Heels at Barb Hardly's in, uh, YouTube. Um, and, uh, you know, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Please email. Please, please subscribe. Uh, please subscribe on uh, YouTube where you can watch this and maybe we'll do more live events uh, at some point. Who knows? Probably earlier in the evening. This is midnight. Actually, it's one o'clock. So hell yeah. One Tim, baby. Go to bed, Barb. Go to bed. Oh, See I'm you just later. Going to retreat. Oh, yeah. Oh. Now, now I just like, Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 
And I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, have I said uh, thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast and everything. And I mean, I guess that's everything, baby. It's everything, baby. Hey. Take care, everyone. Bye.